Welcome to No Relation NFL Podcast with Matt and Bill Williamson. Matt, how you doing? We missed a week last week and uh, got plenty to talk about this week. Lots of quarterback talk. How's it going, man? Things are great, man. How are you? I, I, no complaints at all. Yeah, I, we're, we're here. We're almost at the season and, and lots of real stuff to talk about. Um, let's talk about a little news today and I guess it's ex- you know, expected, but Tom Savage is going to be the starter at least to begin the season in Houston over rookie Deshaun Watson. The way I look at this is it's just a matter of time before Watson, the 12th overall pick, who Houston drafted up to take, becomes the starter. I mean, is that how you're reading this thing? Yes. You know, I mean, it's interesting because you look at, like, the Bears. I'm talking about some of the early drafted quarterbacks. You look at the Bears and you think – well, their season's not going to go well, <laughs> you know, and Trubisky will get in there and you know, the, the, they're not going to be a contender. Where you look at Houston and think, well, they were a playoff team last year and they have a great shot to win this division, great defense. Um, and sort of the same case with Kansas City, too, that Alex Smithson plays, clearly he's a starter, you know, it, it'll be a while before we see Mahomes. But in this one... I really think Watson's going to get in there early. And and I thought he might be the opening day starter just because Savage is not that impressive. I'm not a Watson believer. I didn't like him coming out of school. I would not have traded up for him, Um, but they must like him. And I kind of think it's, he's going to get in there real soon. Yeah, I do too. And because I mean, this team can win it and you miss some teams. There's a lot of really intriguing quarterback situations that are going to come up in the next few months and then the next year. I mean, some real – I think there's some real change that quarterback in this league is coming up soon, and uh, it's going to be really intriguing. Um, let us expand on that, Bill, real quick. It, it seems like – I mean, there's maybe, what, five quarterback situations that are a little unsettled as we sit right now. And then, as you mentioned it, for those that don't know, it's going to be a really good quarterback draft, supposedly. And you've got big-name guys that might actually hit free agency, let alone the Tay Bridgewaters of the world that could be moving. So the quarterback landscape is really about to get exciting. Yeah, it really is. And, and you know, there's some guys getting older. You know, Brady's not going to be there much longer. Breeze and Rivers and... Roethlisberger and Manning and, you know, even Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be a real change of the guard. And and then you have guys who, like Carr and, and Winston and Mariota, who are very young but are going to be, you know, those type of players. So it, it's a real – it's a time of change at quarterback. And it's just beginning. Um, I don't I don't know how to talk too much about it, but I am really excited about – what can happen in Kansas City with Mahomes? Um, I just think he's going to be so good, and he's going to take over a team that is going to be good around him, and that doesn't happen very often with young quarterbacks. And I know not real much context to talk about it this week, but that's a really brewing story in Kansas City. I agree, and I think Chiefs fans should be really optimistic. And I even went so far as to say it wouldn't blow me away if – Two years from now, Kansas City takes over the the top team in the AFC mantle. You know, if Brady's gone, Ben's gone, Oakland will still be strong, or, or Vegas, I guess, will still be strong at that point. But um, it wouldn't shock me if that trade, we look back and say, 
wow, that really changed the balance of power in 2020. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's really interesting. Got some more quarterback news to talk about. And let me ask you this. Is Tom Savage better than Trevor Simeon in your mind? I know you're not a big Simeon guy. I don't think so. Um, different. You know, I think Savage throws the football better. And frankly, he's more my type of quarterback of the two. I, I lean towards arm strength a lot. Um, but Simeon Bow played. Simeon last year played better than Savage ever has. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you make of this Denver choice? I mean, they really didn't have any other choice. And as we were talking about the quarterback landscape, Denver very much may be in play for those two eighteen picks, whether it's a quarterback in the draft or whether it's a Cousins or a Garoppolo. You know, John Elway, he, he's not going to sit on that Paxton Lynch mistake long. Right, and that's an interesting one. Like, to me, I look at that situation and say that that, that one's really frightening Maybe because – uh, whenever they name Simeon, I don't look at it like, boy, Simeon must be playing well. It's more like they have no faith in Lynch. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, that's a defensive-based team. They know what Simeon gives them. I think Lynch just scares them to put on the field. So uh, that's, you know, he's obviously a year under his belt compared to the Watsons and Trubisky's that he should be further along, and a first-round pick should grab the the, the reins of being the starting quarterback by now, if only Trevor Simeon's in your way. Um, right. I wonder if they're going to be a real proactive team this off season, you know, is could, would they go after cousins or um, Tannehill Cutler or trade up again, in the draft or who knows, or, I mean, and I know this isn't what you brought up, but if I were the Jags or the Broncos, I'd be calling the bills right now by Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I, I want to talk about the Bills a little bit. I want to talk about the Jaguars, too. But closing out the Broncos, I, you basically answered my next question is that this is – you think this is more of a case of Lynch losing, losing the job instead of Simeon winning the job, right? I agree. Yes, I do feel that way. Yeah. You think – I mean, you just think Simeon has a super low window. Uh, excuse me, a super low ceiling, right? I, it's, he's a I do. quality backup, right? I, I think he'll have a Hoyer-like career. Yeah. There's no shame in that. You know, he'll probably start 30 games in his life or something, And yeah. but you will always look for better. I think there's some things to like about him, and, and, and I know that, you know, I like him more than you, but this is what I like about him. I think he's got a, he's got a really good between the years. And his teammates believe in him. And that's, you know, that's 50% right there. If you're a smart quarterback and your teammates believe in him. I mean, you know, all offseason, whether it was Sanders or Von Miller or I think even Chris Harris, kept talking him up. And I just think they like that he never, the, never, the game was never too big for him last year. That impressed me. Yeah, that was the last thing I was going to add, too. Like, you, you said the two good things about him. And then I was going to jump on top of that and say, well, and he never seems to rattle or look out of place or look too small for the situation. Yeah, and that's, you know, a lot of guys don't have that. You know, um, the guy that they basically chose him over, Osweiler, doesn't have that, you know. 
Right, or who knows, or what, what's he going to be like, right? Right. Let's move over to the Jaguars, because that seems to be a very percolating situation, and it's not looking good for Blake Bortles. Um, I mean, Chan Henney, he's not going to be the answer. And this team is, we've talked about it before, and it's no secret on the league. This team is really talented at most every other you know position base other than quarterback. And he's just getting in their way, isn't he? Yeah, I wonder if the team is just growing tired of it, because last year was ugly. I mean, really, really bad. And I guess it's sort of a case like in Denver where we have a good D, we have a lot of good things going on here. You're hurting the team more than you're helping the team, so we'll just take the bird in the hand here and play the guy. If they do go the Henny direction, that we know what he's going to get us and he's not going to hurt us bad, and he can hand it to Fournette and you know, th- third and five is going to throw it to the right guy. Um, again, if I were them, I would be on the phone with Tyrod Taylor or Kaepernick. <laughs> I mean, we can always come back to Kaepernick for these teams, too. Well, I mean, there is a good quarterback out there right now. Um, one thing, and I think I've said this before to you, Bill, is the offseason move or decision that I thought was the worst in the league possibly was Jacksonville doing nothing at the quarterback position. I mean, draft, draft Nate Peterman. You're, sign somebody. You know, do something. They did zero there. Right. And, 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 it, and it's costing them right now. Yeah, that was a crime. It's just, we're, oh, we're fine. You got to do something. I mean, at least have a young guy in the building or an old guy in the building you can trust or something. Yeah. 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 I don't know if they would go Kaepernick way or not. I mean, at some point, I mean, I obviously, and, and I don't like to spend too much time on this stuff on this show because it's a football show. Um, but, you know, he is being blackballed. There's no doubt about it. Teams don't want him on their team because of the fan reaction. And, in northern Florida, there may be a lot of fan reaction negatively towards, you know, signing Colin Kaepernick. Um, yeah, uh, possible. But yeah, I, I, I said this on Twitter, Bill, that, you know, that they should go, go after Tyrod Taylor. And to a less, lesser degree, I feel the same way about Kaepernick, but Leonard Fournette would run for 1,600 yards with Tyrod Taylor as quarterback. That's a lot of problems. Man, a lot of problems. I mean, how happy would Allen Robinson be for deep balls? And You know, I mean, it's a totally different feel to that team if they have Tyrod Taylor. And I'm not even that big Tyrod Taylor fan. Well, let's talk about the Bills a little bit. They're on my list. Um, a lot of people think they may be tanking, you know, ready to tank. They traded Watson, and, you know, they don't seem all that pleased with Taylor. Do you think this is a – a tank job in progress in McDermott's first year. First of all, I hate that term, you know, because I, I see what you're getting at. I mean, the Browns built a model for people of this is the all out gut the house rebuild. And it looks like it's working for Cleveland. And I think the jets and the bills are eyes wide open to that theory and are doing it themselves. Let Give me whatever I get, take my guys and just give me as many graphics as I possibly can, you know. And and I understand that. Um, I just hate the term because they're not trying to lose; they're just trying to accumulate graphics and get young. And you know, and oh, by the way, losing helps their cause. <laughs> right, right, right. But like, I mean, you, you, example, like I'm here in Pittsburgh, 
And my favorite athlete of all time is Mario Lemieux. You know, he was drafted when I was like 11 years old. And you probably don't know this story, but the Penguins and the Devils were fighting for the worst play, for the worst spot in the league. They were by far the two worst teams in the league. So the Pens took their starting goalie and sent him to the minors and brought up the worst goalie ever, and they got Lemieux. <laughs> and, and Lemieux That's was tanking. And Lemieux was the third thing, number one pick. In oh, the he draft. was LeBron coming out. Yeah, I mean, anyone that knew anything knew that he was the first pick in the draft. Any year he'd ever come out. I mean, he was LeBron. A happy ending, right? Every oh, year, and I'm year. thrilled about it. Changed my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so maybe maybe we'll be talking about that in Cleveland in all these years later, right? <laughs> right, right. That's tanking. So, right. Last night, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt, and it looks like they, he dodged a bullet. But, I mean, for a few minutes there, that was just another example of why nobody likes the preseason, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Twitter and Giants fans and the fantasy community all just, you know, it just it couldn't exhale. I mean, we we're all staring, seeing what was wrong with Odell. Um, and and he played they, it up. He participated in the drama for sure, as he is wont to do. Sure. You know, um, yeah. I mean, that's like we talked about it last year when JJ Watt went down and. Peterson went down. I think I think another really superstar guy went down early last year. But it's we're getting cheated out of these Hall of Fame careers. When these great right. players go down, and you, you just you know you don't want anybody to hurt you know. But I mean, it's when the great ones go down, it, it's just it's it sucks. Yeah, it does, and it seems to me, and I don't know this is a fact, but people are even teams are protecting their stars this year more than any time I can remember. And maybe cause I'm doing so much work with the Steelers and any starter that's even close to having an ailment doesn't play, you know, the Patriots played nobody in the first week. It does seem like coaches are, you know, more, you know, bubble wrapping their stars than ever, but still, Del I mean, Rio, Del Rio's doing that in Oakland. Certainly. It'll be interesting yeah. what happens this week around the league, because this is the, this is the game that the starters play, you know, well into the third quarter, and they probably need to, you know, probably do. Completely rusty in week one. Yeah, and I was at Falcon Steelers this week, and Matt Ryan played one series. Freeman didn't play at all. Julio didn't play at all. Even Tevin Coleman, he played like two snaps. <laughs> like, let's just get out of here. This is their second preseason game, so yeah, yeah it's, it's an interesting approach. You can talk them a little bit more. About injuries, I, I did a column for FanRag last week. Is there's four teams that are really getting plowed by injuries, and it's you know the Chargers, the Colts, the Ravens, and the Dolphins, and, and other teams are injured, but those teams are really taking hit. And, and my theory is all four of those teams could conceivably, when healthy, be in the AFC playoff race. But these injuries are really hurting these teams, and and the AFC is a lot less interesting than the NFC is. What what you know, it's 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 a it's not as deep of a conference, and it's just not as interesting. And you know, it's hard to pick six playoff teams in the AFC. So these injuries are affecting the AFC playoff race already. Yeah, and I don't think you said Baltimore either, right? 
Ravens, Ravens, Colts, Chargers, Dolphins are teams that okay. I kind of see are taking up big hits here. Yeah, I totally agree. As I, was, I didn't think you said Ravens, and I was going to throw them in the mix as well. Um, I look at the Colts and think, boy, this new GM did some good things. They got, I think they have a much better plan in place. But we still don't know about Luck, and they lost Ryan Kelly, who's a really right. promising young center. I could look at the Colts. I could easily paint the picture where the Colts are three and thirteen this year. Yeah, and Pagano is pissed. He's you know he's he's ripping his players. He's not enjoying it. It seems like this team is a a team that's really you know could be in for a tough one. It really could. I mean that division's getting better. And if Luck isn't there to start, I mean, I look at this team and think Luck has to be Superman, and I think he's capable, but not if he's banged up. And and then, do you, I mean, do you want him to play with these guys? You know, if it's going to be a terrible season and you're rushing him back, you got to think That's about what that. I really a worry bit. about. What's that? I, I think he could be a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I worry that. They rush him back this year, and something bad happens behind a bad line, and he's not 100%, and, you know, that it's, it's a, a wasted or negatively affecting year to his entire career. I, I just get terrible vibes from Indianapolis right now. Yeah, it is, there's not a lot to like there. Um, this is a bit old news, but we didn't do the show last week. Um, you know, Ezekiel Elliott gets six-game suspension. He's certainly appealing that and, and you've been talking about this a few times on this show in the last couple of months Cowboys seem to be trending downward a little bit for at least this year don't they I mean they got so many questions on defense they have a lot of suspensions on defense and and it's not good anyways and we don't know about Jalen Smith this team could take a, a step back couldn't it even before the Elliott news I looked them at. I looked at the, the Cowboys as the clear third team in that division, and I'm more and more confident that the Giants and the Eagles. I'm really high on the Eagles. Are better teams this year. I'm one of those teams will definitely get my pick to win the win the division. And you look at that schedule, and I don't have it in front of me that they're going to play without Elliott. But those six games, one and five, isn't out of the question. Wow. That'd be something. Yeah. 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 That would be something. I mean, because he was really, I mean, Dak got so many of the headlines because of the circumstance, but Elliot really was the guy who kind of led that show last year. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I, I think he's a great player. And do you think it's time to worry about him big picture, though? I mean, is he, does he. Imagine if he does something stupid a year from now. I mean, he's probably out for the year. I mean, this is a big deal on his career and even, in some ways, the future of the Cowboys that looked so bright just a year ago. Yeah, you know, I, I've talked to people who are close to other high-quality players who've had dealt with suspensions, and, and, they, and, and we're, I'm talking more year suspensions. You can figure out who, you know, who these guys are. And, and the people close to him say, you know, once they get out of the league and they, they get used to, they, they do the same stuff that got them in trouble because they, they, they're they staying away from the league and they're not structured and they can't find their, their way back. And so, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it, it's scary. A, a guy, a poster child 
for the other way is Von Miller. Remember, Von Miller came in the league. He didn't have one character issue against them at all. Then, like, in his second year, he got all kinds of stupid stuff. You know, just stupid stuff oh, yeah. after stupid stuff. And I was like, Jesus, what, what's going on with this guy? And he, I think he got, like, an eight-game suspension. And then he turned it around. And he hasn't – and he's been a, a pillar. And he's got commercials. And you know what I mean? So it can yeah. turn around. Um, it's possible, but both sides are possible. But isn't that funny? Yeah, I don't funny. think anybody even remembers Von Miller with really on of, of getting out of the league there for a little bit. Nobody remembers that because he turned it around and credit to him. Yeah, it's funny because you, as soon as you said Von Miller, I'm sitting here thinking, going, what Von Miller do? I'm like, and then he starts saying, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, and it wasn't that long ago. It's not like he's a 12 year veteran and that was a decade ago. I mean, it is funny. Like, you don't think about that at all with him. And he's on the Hall of Fame track again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, so it's it's not lost for Elliot, but it's certainly um, there's you know Jerry's going to have to pay some people some money to keep their eye on on that kid for sure. No doubt. It's the way it's going to be. Um, and and Dez, about, they, they went down that road with Dez too. Yeah. But I think they still hold their breath a little bit with him. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but that's that we've talked about. It. That's the that's the culture that was in Dallas before Jerry got there. Certainly after, and he, like, and I don't think it bugs him. You know, he doesn't have one guy suspended right now. He has a few of them. Oh yeah, it's funny. I mean, again, I always go back to Pittsburgh. Everyone around here is always talking about how the Bengals will take anybody, and they're all a bunch of jailbirds. I'm like, dude, Dallas is way worse. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Trubisky. What do you uh, you liking what you're seeing there? How 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 do you grade his second game? I didn't watch his second game, but I really really was impressed with his first game. And from what I understand, the second game was much like the first. I will watch the second one today. Um, I was not a big fan of him coming out of school. Him and Watson were the two I was down on, but. I mean, I know it's only preseason, but boy, he there, there, there's that belief in that test that when a quarterback looks like he belongs from the start, he usually does, and he looks like he belongs, and really accurate, timing's good, catches, throws a really nice ball, highly athletic, throws well on the move, you know, wasn't asked to do a ton. I mean, he didn't make a, a real degree of difficulty throws, you know, wasn't extremely high. But moves the chains, and uh, yeah, I think he's highly promising. Yeah, you know, I'm no. I always say this: I'm no football expert. I, I, I can't grade quarterbacks very well. But what I look for is command, and he had a command of that offense and a grasp that was very obvious from the first game. No question. So, do you think he starts? Really soon, because Glennon looks bad too, and I kind of like Glennon. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I, I think public perception. I think the fans aren't going to yell at the Bears if they use the number two pick instead of a, some slappy who they paid a lot of money for. You know, I think, I think they can pull it off PR wise. You know, yeah, if, if he's if he's your future, he dra- they drafted him to be the future, and you think the future starts now. Go ahead and deal with Glennon later. Right. Or 
Glennon's another one that, that could be on the move after this year, too. I, I think his contract is real easy for the Bears to get out of. You know, maybe he's in Jacksonville or Washington or somewhere next year. So he, he's an another, another name that isn't necessary, necessarily solidified where he's at. Could they, and this is just, this is just ballroom talk, could they get a desperate Jacksonville into giving them a, a two for Glennon right now? That would be great. See, I mean, I, if you're in the Bears front office going, boy, Mitch looks good. You know, it, we'll run the ball a lot. We'll try to play defense. Let's get him into this into the starting role earlier than we thought. Kind of feels like Bradford Wentz last year, you know, except I like Bradford more than I like Glennon. But I don't know. Maybe I would not do that if I were Jacksonville. I mean, as bad as things look in Jacksonville, to give up a two for Glennon, uh, maybe a four. Yeah. And I still might do that if I'm Chicago. Yeah. You, you know, you get out of the money and you, you, you move on, you totally commit to your kid. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it'd be the, the worst idea, but again, no. right now it's just us talking. Sure. Sure. Uh, let's talk some more. Uh, Kaiser in Cleveland. Uh, it probably looks like Osweiler is going to start, but I mean, God, he hasn't looked good at all, right? I mean, oh. and Kaiser's been uneven, but that's to be expected. He was the second round pick, and Kaiser played great in his rookie, his first year, his first game, and he made some really difficult throws. I mean, as opposed to Trubisky, I mean, Kaiser, there was more on his plate, and he was making the plays. Um, I'm still a big believer in Kaiser. Uh, and when they started Osweiler these first two games, I said on a lot of outlets, they're just shopping him to try to get a draft pick out of the guy. You, you know, that's, that that's they know who Kessler is. You know, they're just shopping him. And now you read things like the the players all want Osweiler to start. And why? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, if Kaiser's not ready, you can't throw him in there. And that's obviously true with all these rookies, that you don't want the Jared Goff effect where they don't look like they can make protection changes and, and deal with everyday life as a starting quarterback yet, which is fine. That doesn't mean they're butts. But Brock? Right. Right. You, you mentioned Garrett, Jared Goff, and he's the next guy I want to talk about. He played pretty well against Oakland tonight, didn't he? Really well. Really well. And I feel like I was kind of on an island of – Let's not flush Jared Goff down the toilet quite yet. I mean, boy, was he bad last year. I mean, maybe the worst quarterback in the performance for this season. I mean, probably was. He was probably the worst quarterback in the league last year. I mean, just awful. But wow, that he had a lot of things going against him, and including his head coach, including his scheme, including the players around him, and shouldn't have ever really got put on the field when he did. But to the Rams' credit, just think of all the moves they made including firing Fisher, they were all dedicated to making Goff better. You know, you fire Fisher and you bring in a young quarterback guru that made, you know, chicken stew out of chicken crap with Kirk Cousins, you know, and it it wasn't like he was the first overall pick or, you know, loaded with ability. And then you go sign Whitworth and to really firm up that offensive line at the most important position. And I think they looked at Whitworth age as a positive like get an old guy in that room to teach these young guys what it's all about to be a professional and then they sign woods and you draft cup and even drafting reynolds is a nice player that and now you go sign 
you know, go trade Sammy Watkins, you know, so, so many moves have been, let's make Jared Goff's life easier. And he looked very comfortable. The entire offseason has been focused on getting him better. Yes. Yeah. And it might just be working. Yeah. I mean, he has ability. He wasn't perfect in the draft. Yeah. And he wasn't quote over draft. No, no. I mean, in terms of just physical ability, as really high-drafted quarterbacks go, I think he's low on the spectrum. You know, he's not Mariota, Winston, Stafford, uh, Locke, you know, guys that are can throw it, to, you know, that are really, really gifted. But I don't think anybody crushed the Rams for picking him first overall, nor should they. In, in that draft, he was going to – if he wasn't going to be number one, he's going to be number two, three, or four, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the deal with Bortles. I don't think Bortles was going to be a top five pick in 2014. You know, had had they not taken him, Jacksonville, he could have fell into the 20s. You know, right, and, and I think right. that was kind of the buzz when he got drafted. Is what do they know about this guy? You know, I mean, he certainly looks. You know, he's great size, but number three. Right, and nobody was. You never saw that in one mock draft leading up to that draft, and. I remember, you know, we're all watching and Bortles gets taken and Todd and Mel are like, whoa, nobody saw that one coming. <laughs> you know, like, right. wow. I mean, you know, maybe Manziel or Bridgewater, but wow, I can't believe Bortles went that high. But, yeah. And maybe he shouldn't have. I I almost gave him credit for it. Like, well, maybe this can't be that stupid. Maybe, maybe they know something, you know? Yeah. But I mean, he was a Florida dude. And... Right. Right. Um. We talked a little bit about how bad, you know, some of these teams can be. And the, the Jets, certainly, I mean, they, they got a mess on their hands, don't they? Yeah, I think they're clearly the worst team in the league. I mean, the Niners could be in that conversation. Uh, the Jets' offense, and there's just no talent. You know, the, right. besides the defensive line and now the safety position, there's no talent on that team. So, um, Hackenberg looked okay this past week, um, but I just don't know how they beat anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about top of the show, you know, all the 2018 quarterback possibilities. So Jets are certainly going to be one of those teams that gets a new quarterback in, you know, next year, right? I mean, no doubt about that. I think there's a little doubt about that, just because I think Hackenberg could show well this year. You know, if if he, you know, has a good year with terrible people around him, and they still go one and fifteen, and they look at him and think we kind of like him still, and we drafted him in the second round, maybe we trade out of the first overall pick and get a bunch of other things, give Christian one more year, and if he doesn't get any better in his second year as a starter, then we'll be here again and we'll pick the next year guy. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I think they'll probably take Rosen or somebody like that, but uh, I could paint the picture where Hackenberg at least has a successful enough season to let's spend an offseason making his life easier. Okay, interesting. Um, are, you, are you worried about what's going on in Green Bay's defense? Looks like they're getting a lot of injuries back in the secondary, and it's kind of an iffy unit anyways. And- I just don't know. If, I don't, I, 
a lot of people always think the Packers are Super Bowl contender, and I get it. You know, number 12 is certainly a good starting point. But I, I don't know how impressed I am or confident that this team is going to make a real long run. I agree with you. I don't love the people around Rodgers as much as some others do. You know, they've had three major offensive line defections. You know, the, clearly their offseason priority was let's improve the secondary. I mean, the first two picks were in the secondary, and uh, they brought back Hyde, and uh, they'll be a little healthier, obviously, now. But Clay Matthews ain't what he used to be. And I, I know they like Perry, and they gave him pretty big money to stay around, and Daniel's still a really good player. But I look at the the defense as average with question marks right now. Yeah. And, it, and it's been that way for a while, you know. Um, it's terrible last year against the pass. Yeah, that's always the area that gets in their way. Another contender in the NFC who, uh, you know, a, a trouble spot and, and, and got worse when George Fant got hurt for the Seahawks at left tackle. A lot of people were they're excited about him. That offensive line just always seems to be in flux, doesn't it? It does. But I talked to a source really close to that team, and they said Russell Wilson was far more injured than people realized last year, his knee. Yeah. And, you know, if his health could make a, a bad offensive line look a lot better, as it has for so many years. And yeah. I'm not the biggest Eddie Lacy fan, but he could do a Marshawn Lynch impersonation, and they've drafted Posick and the Fetty and – um, maybe they can get something out of Luke Jokel. They gave him a fair amount of money, too. Um, they, they re-signed Britt just this week. So I don't think the line is good, but Fant wasn't good last year. I know that they were getting you – know, they do have higher hopes for him. I mean, he's one of these basketball converts. Um, mm-hmm. I think the line almost has to be better. I mean, just, just all the draft picks they've used on the line, I think is going to – come to fruition a little. I think Seattle's loaded. I think they're the, by far the best team in the NFC. Yeah. You know, I we're going to do our prediction show, you know, in early September going into week one. And I don't – Seattle, I, I really got sucked into Seattle last year. I saw them in the preseason. I really liked them. And I picked them good all the way to the Super Bowl. And they were, you know, uneven all last year. Maybe it is because of the quarterback injury. So I, I don't know where to go with them. Um, you know, I, I'm really interested to see what they do. I think they're a sleeping giant that people don't seem to talk enough about. You know, that I think they're chomping at the bit and ready to make have a, a huge season. Uh, to me, they might be the second best team in the league. Yeah, see that. Want to finish the show? Just kind of at right now, it's a potentially interesting story, and it's just a backup, so it's not too interesting. But have you looked at? Have you seen this uh, Cooper uh, Rush? Back up in Dallas, the unrestricted free agent rookie who may be Dex. Back up. I know a little bit about him. I haven't seen him, to be very honest with you. I know that there is some buzz. People are excited about him, but I can't comment much in terms of strengths and weaknesses. Um, I certainly know some Dallas fans are really excited about him, though, and it's probably – uh, a little too exuberant, <laughs> but um, right. imagine though if he's your backup, you have zero dollars invested in the quarterback position for the next four years. It'd be great. Yeah, I mean if if he is your backup as an undrafted free agent, your star is a fourth rounder. Somebody's scouting the hell out of quarterbacks in Dallas. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> right, right. And what a salary cap advantage that is. Right, exactly. Exactly. All right, great show, Matt. We will get to it next Tuesday after week three of the preseason. Certainly many more interesting storylines to talk about. Have a great week, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, for everybody, for listening to the No Relation NFL Podcast with Matt and Bill Williamson.